Recording, recording. All right. Good morning and welcome to the first episode of my blogcast. I am Jeremy McGee. I am an adaptive mountain biker, adaptive athlete. I'm actually a paraplegic in a wheelchair. Kind of a crazy life. And maybe someday we'll get into how all that happened. I am just um, finishing up some emails right now. Let's see. Please let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. Have an awesome day. Okay, it looks like we're good there. Um, typing um, is a little difficult for me right now. I um, almost cut the tip of my left index finger off. Um, God, it's been about two and a half years now. And I immediately pushed. I saw the bone, which was crazy. Um, I don't think I've ever seen one of my bones before. It, but it was just the tip of the finger, not really that big of a deal. And I pushed it back on immediately, like a split second later. Um, and then bandaged it up real tightly and drove myself to the emergency room. I was in Mammoth at the time. And by the time they got to me, um, the finger had the tip of the finger had kind of um, kind of glued itself back on. All the blood was coagulated, and it seemed fine. I even had feeling in it already. So, the, you know, maintaining the nerves was kind of my number one concern. So I, um, the doctor wanted to open it back up and clean it all out and I decided that I did not want to do that and I had to sign a form and they bandaged me up and on my way I went well here we are two and a half years later and my body is pushing out the tiniest little metal shavings <laughs> and the tip of my finger is um really tender and sore and so um, typing is a little awkward these days <laughs> a little random story for you um, bear with me I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee right now um, it's not early in the morning it's 730 I was up at 630 um, have been sleeping in lately um, because, uh, well, one, I kind of, after the time change, I kind of started just uh, letting myself sleep in till six. And then um, with this whole pandemic thing going on and being at risk as a paraplegic, I'm unable to cough hard. And so um, being sick and clearing my lungs is an issue. So I'm definitely at risk. So keeping my immune system as strong as possible is really important. Because odds are, we're going to catch this thing. It's probably going to happen. And so keeping our bodies as strong as possible when that does happen is really important. So I've been letting myself sleep in. It's okay. 
you know, while we're in quarantine, um, I probably shouldn't be drinking as much. I'm kind of drinking more than normal, and that's counterproductive. <laughs> uh, last night, especially, I am a tad hungover. Not too bad. I had a headache when I woke up, but I'm fine now. But I kind of need a second cup of coffee, so I'm going to go ahead and make myself one. That's the sound of the... I have an espresso machine. Don't judge. It's fancy, I know. But I... Scoot closer. Put the pot in. It's making me a nice, frothy cup of coffee. I love it because it's fast. I don't know. How, how does it heat the water instantly? That is what is amazing to me. It takes no time at all for like coffee-level hot water to come out instantly. I've cut way back, though. I'm down to one or two cups in the morning and one cup in the afternoon after lunch. That's not too bad. Okay, I have a nice cup of hot coffee ready for reading my blog to you. I wrote a blog yesterday. I have not been writing as much as I'd like to. Oh, I'm holding microphone and holding a cup of coffee and trying to propel a wheelchair. <laughs> I, uh, I have a cool little office set up in our garage. A really nice office. I have a standing desk, a brand new Mac Pro computer, a really nice almost too nice of a monitor <laughs> it's a photo editing monitor and it is gorgeous but I have a cool little office set up little studio for filming I also have a YouTube channel if you want to check that out youtube.com slash Jeremy P McGee it's kind of fun okay I'm gonna go ahead and click over to my website I just click blog and here we are the title of this one before going on lockdown March 30th 2020 I'm gonna try not to do my radio voice too much I kind of just it kind of just happens by accident oh sip of coffee oh my god that's delicious and <laughs> I've realized in editing my videos that I have one of those vo voices that's kind of piercing. It really carries. So I have to turn the volume, like the decibels, way down when I'm doing sound on my videos whenever I'm talking. Because <laughs> it's so piercing. Um, 
so I'm working on my ins- inside voice. I'm so I'm doing two things. I'm working on my inside voice, and I'm trying not to do my cheesy radio voice before going on lockdown. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that sort of thing and just be natural. Um. Okay, I guess we don't have anything else to do but begin. We had a full tour scheduled for documenting trails and filming for our YouTube channel. We had hotels booked, meetings set, trail work scheduled, rides arranged, and support riders ready to go. I've never been so organized. Then it all came crashing down. One by one, we canceled every reservation, every meeting, everything. And I went, to, and I went into a little depression. On the day we were supposed to leave, my friends Sean and Susie Murphy... She's the executive director of the San Diego Mountain Biking Association. If you are, if you live in San Diego, definitely go to sdmba.org and sign up to be a member. Be a good trail steward. You use the trails. Should probably contribute to them. They called me to say they were going to meet us at McDowell Mountain Regional Park, just outside of Phoenix. Susie used to race there back in the day and they have an affinity for the place. I had to break the news to them that we weren't going. I'm not going to lie, I said. Things have been tight, and we just can't afford it anyway. I've been devoting my heart and soul to the Trails Project, which has has not been exactly paying the bills. I've been in it for the long game, hoping my efforts will generate opportunities down the line, but all of a sudden, we are unable to survive, and plans for the future don't bring in cash right now to put food on the table and pay the rent. A win is the result of a series of good decisions, and right now we are staring down the barrel of a series of bad decisions, bad business decisions, a litany of injuries that kept me out of the game for the majority of the two years prior, and now a drained savings from a crash stock market. Explaining all this out loud to Sean and Susie was painful. Of course, they were bummed at the news, but completely understood. I hung up the phone, and then curiosity somehow landed me on the campground website. There was one site available, and it cost $32 a night. That's a lot cheaper than the $150 a night hotel room we had booked in Scottsdale. I called the ranger and booked it spontaneously. I was going! There's a picture of my bike in the back of my car with the hatch open and all my tools and camping gear and and bike helmet in the back and there's a one of those tall cactuses what are they called uh socorro or something like that and there's um some yellow flowers blooming it's a really nice picture quickly got to working on my bike and packing which kept me up till midnight in the morning i finished everything i needed to do made sure the beer was in the cooler, and got on the road in time for an afternoon ride at McDowell. I figured I could keep a reasonable distance with Sean and Susie and stay away from everyone else while camping. When I arrived, there were none of the usual hugs exchanged, and we got on the trail immediately. I love that place too. All the trails are wide enough for me to crank with two hands. When I'm cranking, my hands are off the handlebar and on the hand crank. The chest pad has two cables attached to it. 
which run through the frame and attach to tabs that are welded to the bottom of the steering stem. I steer with my chest. It's not precision steering though, and when trails are not wide enough, I need to crank with one hand and steer with the other. In this case, I can get my heart rate into the orange, barely. When cranking with two arms consistently, I can get into the red. It's taken a while to learn how to stay ahead of the power assist, but if I'm focusing, I can keep my wattage meter close to zero sometimes and destroy myself, which I love. At McDowell, it's almost entirely crank with two arms trails. Does that make sense? Did I explain that well? I'm catching some uh, <laughs> um, mistakes I made. Meter, wattage meters spelled M-E-E-T-E-R. <laughs> I have to go back and correct that. We climbed up to a little hut at the top of the main ride area. There's a picture um, of me and my two friends, Brandon and John, last year at this hut. It's a really nice picture. If you get a chance um, later, go to the, my website and uh, check it out. I call them my Arizona boyfriends. <laughs> okay. There we messed around on a little jump and cracked a couple beers. The scenery, the desert, the workout. The feeling of being on the road all made it taste so good. The crisp, piney flavor cultivating some serious nostalgia. From there, we took the main Pemberton, Pemberton Trail downhill back towards the campsite. Now, I just got a new bike, afforded to me only because the manufacturer is allowing me to defer payment until I can sell my old bike. And I just installed a downhill wheel set with brand new Maxxis Asagai tires. That's the work on the bike that kept me up late the previous night. On the first turn, I felt the, I felt the control these wheels and tires gave me. Holy shit. I pushed harder. Complete control. I pushed harder. Still control. And I found myself carrying more speed with more control than I've ever experienced on one of those bikes. Sometimes the G-forces causing me to track on two wheels through, through the turns. Sean screamed with delight behind me. There's a picture of me, Sean, and Susie that I took with my GoPro. I, I set the camera up on a little, on this little tripod that I have on the trail and in the foreground on the left are some beautiful yellow, I think they're poppies, uh, I believe. And I nabbed this really, really good photo. The, the GoPro takes amazing photos. I'm really surprised at the quality. And then the next photo is a, I did the same thing. I put the GoPro on the ground on a tripod right in front of my bike. And uh, Sean is kind of behind me to the side giving a peace sign. And I'm he's smiling. And I have kind of a my head tilted to the side with a kind of a gangster <laughs> look, looking like a tough guy. And we're, um, oh, I guess I got a text. Oh, okay. All right. I should put my computer on Do Not Disturb. respond after this and uh this picture is really nice we're up on the kind of this lookout that we climbed up to and this is like a yellow blooming desert behind us and uh all all blue sky it's, it's a beautiful photo and i just cap captioned it sean and me okay back at the campsite we talked about the ride and how fun it was how glad we were to be where we were 
Sean heated up some of Susie's homemade chicken noodle soup, and then we enjoyed some whiskey around the fire. I plugged in my bike battery for a big day the next day. I planned to do two substantial rides and needed the power. That night, I froze my ass off. I slept in the car and made the mistake of cracking the windows before settling in. I thought I would need the air because I get claustrophobic easily. Shutting them meant turning the engine on, and I was not about to do that and wake everyone up in the middle of the night. The sunrise and morning could not come soon enough, and when they did, I rose excited about coffee in the, in the cold desert. Again, every sip breeding nostalgia. That reminds me I should sip my coffee. I kind of exaggerated the sipping sound so you could hear it, <laughs> but it's still delicious. I racked up almost 30 miles of riding that day, only breaking the bubble twice with Sean, who had to help me a couple times. Another session of beers and whiskey by the fire, and I snuggled in for an especially cozy night with closed windows, an extra blanket, and plenty of layers. In the morning, I, want, I wanted to get a couple pictures on a particular feature, so we did that and then got on the road, leaving McDowell in the rearview mirror. There's a photo of me going off this rock drop, and uh, that's the picture I wanted to get. Sean did a really good job. He got it. We're on lockdown at home now, with everything uncertain and scary. But in making the videos, I felt like I got to spend more time at McDowell with Sean and Susie. If you haven't been there, I highly recommend it. In San Diego, the, rain, the rains bring a mud fest. Out there, it's hero dirt. Rain only makes it better. That's it. That's my blog. It's kind of um, an innuendo there. Rain only makes it better. And then uh, I have my two videos that I made I worked really hard on um, at the end. And so maybe if you enjoyed this and you're curious you will I wonder if you could hear the train going by right there <laughs> we live right on the water and that means living right on the train tracks and so <laughs> speaking of nostalgia the sound of the train going by every once in a while it's kinda nice anyways I hope you are surviving and staying healthy and all this craziness. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you can join me for more.